It was the first day back to school Cutting up in class, acting like a tool Friends were rolling in, we started talking about the summer DJ saw Twilight I spoke up and I asked my friends Are there any new girls, nines or tens Hoping to view hotties that move from other cities And then walk this girl with sick old bitties I can't believe my eyes In a contest they'd win first prize Double D guarantee, I was checking the size It's like two beach balls in a shirt disguise Or Earth and Mars, having some fun Wait, I take that back, it's like two of the sun But at this point I let my mind run And drifted off thinking about them sick old bitties Ha! Tig-o-bitties Mount Fuji brought its twins Tig-o-bitties Two melons in a shirt Tig-o-bitties I put books in my lap Tig-o-bitties Alright man, boom and bass Here we are, yet, yet again Yet another lunchtime discussion Alright, so this one, um, I'm gonna... I'm going to tee this up. This is all you. Yeah, man. So we've talked a lot about technology, the future, everything that's changing. The thing that I've been uh, kind of amazed with, and see if you have any inf- any knowledge or thoughts on it, but... Um, nope, nothing comes to mind. Body augmentation has come a long way. Uh, specifically, prosthetics, right? Going back to the peg leg to what we have now. And it's kind of creepy and cool. Those prosthetics I've been seeing, they're able to, they're starting to get to a point where you can actually, it's like bionic arm. Like it really does have the ability almost now to literally just think about it and move it and having superhuman strength. So I can, I kind of see the need for that coming in as a prosthetic to help people that, you know, don't have an, have amputation to have an arm or a leg or a limb or things like that. But it, the more it becomes perfected, right, it, it almost starts moving into a plastic surgery thing where like, you know what, I, I would really rather have one of those superhuman arms. Yeah, well, and I almost regret saying this. I went into the dentist a little while back, about a year ago, uh, and I went through three dentists subsequent to this one because I got the news I didn't want. Um, did they all confirm the same thing? Uh, two of them did, and then one of them was like, I don't know what those guys are talking and about. And then They're you just, loved him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, you don't need to do it until you need to do it, that kind of thing. Okay. And the other guys were just like, hey, you're probably going to end up having to do it, but you know, let's do it now. And I'm like, yeah, because you, you want the script. You want you want my money. Yeah, I know. I It's like going to get my car worked on. I don't like going to yeah, the doctor you or get the, the dentist. Like, but uh, the first comment that came out of my mouth, which... I never knocked on what after was like, is there any way we can just replace these, all of these teeth with like bionic teeth, like just teeth that aren't, you know, Yeah. all day they're drilled into my head. It doesn't matter. They're always going to be good to go. And they can. Oh, of course they can. Yeah. It costs a fortune. But I mean, like <laughs> yeah. that was my whole thing. It's like, you know, no tooth pain. No, I can always, ch- I can chew until I'm dead. Right. They look good when I smile. You know, because uh, what do teeth, what what purpose do they serve in terms of, you know, telling you whether shit's hot or not? You got a tongue and a roof of your mouth to get burned off eating hot pizza for that. Right, right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you. But I think you're you're running several different parallels here, but not touching on the same topic. So, first, when you talk about, like, augmentation, mm-hmm. um, augmentation is not a replacement, well, okay, and let me let me clarify. The reason I, my main focus was to talk about the advancement of uh, replacement parts of technology in terms of biotech is what it is. But but right. but when you think about it, number one, they call it a prosthetic for a reason, right? Okay, it, it's artificial. It's an artificial limb mm-hmm. is essentially what it is. Whether it's bionic 
uh, or not, meaning it, it has a, it, it carries an electrical current and serves a purpose for grabbing. You know, it's a, it's a prosthetic arm that has the ability to grab a glass or has the ability to do or write or grab a pencil or, right. or hold a spoon. So there's there's that right. That's prosthetic limbs. That's uh, artificial limbs and progress within that space. Um, then there's the completely different space, which is what you were talking about in terms of superhuman strength. Now, there is no, currently there's no arm, like prosthetic limb that you can get that's going to generate enough power to give you, you know, superhuman strength. Right. You know what I mean? Not it, with not with any kind of control. definitely not here yet. However, there is technology for for artificial limbs that, you know, came under fire or, or, or became newsworthy, I guess would be a better way of putting it, back at, during the Olympics. Uh, you remember that guy they called Blade Runner? Oh, right. He yes, missing vaguely. his limbs. Yep. Okay, now that, that uses basically the same technology that leaf springs uh, use in trucks. So it's a, it's a type of um, spring that's just basically a bent piece of metal on a curve, and it creates enough resistance that, you know, in, in short bursts, it, it, it always bends back into shape. No right. matter what, you know, up to a certain degree of force. Are you talking about those, you see those guys running on what looks like a little mm-hmm. metal plate or something that's kind of bouncy looking? Right. Well, in their case, those guys have taken not only the leaf spring portion of it, but they've also added what's known as a hydraulic cylinder. So you're using a, a, a gas hydraulic cylinder that once you apply pressure in that cylinder, so mm-hmm. you're compressing the air and all it wants to do is... is bounce back so you get kind of a, a double effect but the guy who was blade runner just just basically had leaf springs but because right. it's he didn't have to absorb all of that force in his knees or ankles uh, the leaf springs you know literally just bounced back into place it was it, it created a lot less exertion mm-hmm. on on his physical body um and essentially faster it made him just light speed yeah so there was th- that that's a more of a like I, I would say a technological advance using the most rudimentary of things you know you're you're pulling power in from from stiffness and in, in, in spring uh than you are creating a you know a robotic arm that that has servos and <laughs> right he needs a power back lithium battery to to keep going now moving even further than that when you talk about superhuman strength, they do have those, and what those are called is exoskeletons, um, or bionic exoskeletons. A little bit more like a robot around your body, essentially. And they're, they're doing a lot of tests. They got a, you know, Honda is one of the forefronts. A lot of the the Japanese, um, you know, robotics folks are are coming up with these ways to where you can look at it in the into the two major markets that they're trying to emerge. One of them is in military, obviously. Sure. You know, being able to throw something on your legs that attaches to your your back, uh, has a backpack on it that carries your battery supply. But all of that weight is distributed through this mechanized s- system that's connected to your legs. Right. That's basically trying to predict your movements in, in milliseconds so that when you even hint at moving your leg in one direction, it... it aids in that process it's just constantly monitoring what you're doing and then amplifying that that movement and putting torque and power behind it so you can have a soldier who's carrying 400 pounds on his back but he doesn't even feel like it and yeah it's the equivalent of carrying a a sack lunch right um the other is is for the the uh medical industry 
being able to pick a patient up off of off of a bed that weighs you know 190 pounds right. and you've got you know a nurse or a doctor that needs to move them from one bed to another Turn without a team of four right it, there's that and there's also for people who are simply you know uh, paraplegic that don't have the ability to walk uh, so what they've done if you've got a spinal, a spinal severance where the nerves are no longer connected so it's basically like your brain can't can't communicate down the spine to your legs and the muscles in your legs. That's right. basically how it works. Um, they, they've they created a way to try and communicate that using your mind. Um, so basically they put you in front of a screen. Uh, they run a bunch of tests with lead wires all over your mind just so they can track the electrical activity and tell you to, to make a move. Like So for instance, when you think about moving your right arm, mm-hmm. right? Your brain sends specific signals to your muscles to do that. They've been trying to map those signals. And each one's different. Move left, move right, move leg, blah, blah, blah. So once they've mapped that, they can figure out uh, how to create a bridge and say, okay, every time that signal goes off, that means that this person's trying to open their hand or close their hand or lift their leg or move their leg or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you're just bridging the gap over the um, severed spinal cord. So you're basically, this isn't an amputee situation. This is, they don't have function over their hand, but this will read that and act as a bridge to, it'll be your brain to move your hand. Yes. It it just connects over the, it it creates, it it basically like, imagine you used to have everything hardwired via ethernet. Somebody Mm -hmm. cut the cable. So what they're basically doing is going to the two points where that was severed. Mm -hmm. They're plugging in a wireless device. Right, whether mm-hmm. it's imagine it's a Bluetooth on one side and a Bluetooth on the other, one's transmitting, one's receiving. So now it's just creating a wireless connection between where you know where it used to be severed, so that they can transmit those signals. Now, is it super advanced? No, no. They're mo- they, yes, by comparison to where we were <laughs> before, but, but it's is super it, advanced, right? But is it is it completely working and flawless? Right? Not, no, not yet. We're making major strides though, and and yeah, it's it is especially with artificial intelligence mm-hmm. um, and their ability to use that kind of computing power to solve these, these problems that take us forever. Right. Um, you know, they can, they can run all of these different simulations based off of their, their hypotheses in terms of what's the best way to construct this. And then they put it into a simulated platform for the computer to be able to connect. And then it runs all these tests until it comes out with the most successful outcome. And then they plug that information into the, into the hardware uh, that that into the software that was run, running on a real person, and they're just constantly evolving yeah. it. Um, well, that sounds a lot like what was impressing me about where we have been, where we are, and where we might be going. Based off of this, this comes out of uh, an article from the Engineer Online, and it talks a little bit about. I'm talking about like an amputee who's given a hand and it's got technology to where it's actually it's actually able to move it and function with its brain. With your brain, it's called something like a myoelectricity. Right. Right. So that that right now allows you to connect. Basically, what it is is they have a patch. One of them goes on your arm, right? So it can read the muscle signals at the base mm-hmm. of wherever the prosthetic is going to get attached. So it's basically reading off that end, and then there's another that connects to the basically somewhere on your on your brain. Same way that. They have these machines that you can buy on Amazon where you put the little headset on and you can play games. Just, you know, I can hover this ping pong ball over whatever. Okay. Um, 
you know, just by thinking about it, right. or I can you know move the point the mouse pointer on the screen, this or there, just by just by thinking about it. So they're using that technology and they're trying to apply it to prosthetics. So once you do that, they can they can fi- they can put a chip down there at the base of the arm so that they can read the signals mm-hmm. that are coming from the brain more easily. They can read what's coming from the brain and they can read what's coming out the other end, and then they can apply that to what's going on in the prosthetic. Now the prosthetics in general um, have you know lithium batteries in them mm-hmm. they do have a, a life however however much power you i mean however much it takes however much you're using it the the response uh is the i would say the latency uh it is a little bit slow uh but it does create something that is far superior to using a traditional prosthetic in the sense that now you have a wrist that can basically move around 360 degrees. You've got little fingers that have servos in them mm-hmm. that give you the ability to grasp and squeeze. Now, up until I'd say maybe a couple of years ago, there was a huge issue with that in the sense that there was no, obviously there's no feeling and there's no sensation in that prosthetic, right? So you can't right. you can't physically feel anything that you're picking up. You can merely see it engage it. So you that being the problem you don't have the ability to use your mind to figure out exactly how much pressure you're putting on anything so everything for the most part was known as hard touch it's a, it's hardware so if you've got if your if your hand is picking up a tennis ball let's say okay yeah. what's the total amount of pressure necessary to squeeze that ball to where you've got control of it and you can lift it off that table but you don't crumble it up in a tiny piece <laughs> well once again it's not superhuman strength right, that we're talking okay. about it's simply like do, how much pressure do i have to apply on that till i know i've got it right right because drop it because and that takes a lot of work mm-hmm. you know maybe you curl it around just to where it's it's enough but or you feel like it's enough but then you pick it up and the ball just simply drops out right and you right. can't tell because you can't feel it I can't tell it. so they've been making all these crazy advancements in in not only the grip Right, so creating little cilia that you can put on the ends of the fingertips, hmm. right? But they've also started creating pressure sensors that'll give the machine a read at, readout as to how much pressure is being applied, um, and that's all going back. And they're trying to figure that out computationally. But the thing that I think is the most exciting, and I, I actually have tried to talk to you about this from time to time, just in one of those like, oh, I've got an idea, uh-huh. uh, and that is creating uh, artificially soft muscles, right? So if you think about the way that muscles work. They're really nothing more than fibrous strings that expand and contract based off of how much electricity that you're putting into them. So when you fire electricity through your muscles, it gives you the ability to contract them, Mm -hmm. right, to clench them up. Um, And then, of course, when you relax, then they're soft. You're soft, Mm -hmm. wavy, gravy. So that same general principle, um, you know, they wanted to be able to apply to these prosthetic limbs that are coming out. But the problem with, with that is that usually with electricity, it's kind of a zero or a hundred, right. you know, you have to, f- you now have to put a value on the scale of pressure that you're applying. So if you, and the way that they had it set up, whether they were using, you know, something like fishing wire or piano wire or something like that as kind of like the act, acting like the tendon or the, or the muscle fiber. Right. Um, none of it seemed to be working. Uh, especially on a cost, uh, you know, cost effectiveness. It, it was too expensive to be able to create something like this because you have all these different moving parts and and you have s- such advanced electronics, 
right? So how do you create a more simple way of doing it? And, and somebody figured out that you, um, given that you're building this kind of closed ecosystem within the hand, uh, this, this closed environment, mm-hmm. it all really comes down to pressure, right? Meaning um, much like the hydraulic, the gas hydraulic, Okay, the more pressure you put on something, the stiffer it gets. Right. Okay. So, like, imagine standing on a pogo stick, and you're not bouncing. You're just trying to put your foot. The the more you push down on it, the more it wants to go, for force back up. Right. Well, if you reverse that same model, and you imagine and you imagine f- using just that same deal, you're pushing air through something. Well, all of a sudden, that air creates so much pressure that it has the ability to fill up bulbs of air right right little little packets of air okay that that actually will curl so now you do have something that gives you the ability to soft soft touch pressure because it's it's not something that's mechanically really hard like a motor that's trying to push it through right or a wire that's getting like pulled on or rolled up on something it's like they're blowing air into it and you can control air and air pressure pretty well i mean and you're there's no loss meaning when you let it be when you let the cylinder of air be completely open then everything's loose more more pressure you put on it the more it clenches right right? the more it 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 starts to compress the hand and there's no limit to how much you could put in terms of pressure into there not to mention air has a lot more give that's what i was gonna think right you you, you probably have a lot more give and leeway right you could bend that you could bend that finger back that's clenching on something you can bend it back without breaking the mechanics right right because it is air-based it just re, it just give. it just redistributes right so now you've got the, the ability that, that, to create these soft soft muscles using it, compressed air um or in some cases they're using you know a, a fluid um Obviously, if you're using something with a little bit more density or viscosity to it, then you're going to be squeezing that much, you know, that much harder. Right. It's not sure. near as forgiving as as just plain air, air pressure. Is. Yeah. So now that they have that, you you have people with these limbs and the newest version of these things. You have the ability to go in for a handshake, and you can shake somebody's hand without worrying that you're going to squeeze too hard or do something wrong. Right. And they've also got haptic feedback sensors that they put at the edge of the fingertips that are measuring the pressure. So as it's going in and you're, and you begin to squeeze the moment, it starts to realize that there's pressure on the other end of that. It, it starts to give you haptic feedback to the sensors that are located at the top or base of the arm or going back into the base of the brain saying, okay, you're starting to feel a little more pressure, a little more pressure. And it starts to intensify. So you know when to, start to release and it's actually giving you information to your brain yeah for for the same reason that think of it like this like you go in for a handshake Mm -hmm. and you've got an artificial limb right and you start to shake my hand what typically what what you used to feel when you had your hand was you would feel somebody else squeezing on your hand right okay well now in this case imagine where the the arm is connecting to your base limbs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right it's got sensors in the fingertips and it's got sensors in the hand. So the more you start to squeeze and the other person starts to squeeze back, now all of a sudden you start to feel that pressure, the level, that increasing amount of pressure. Okay. Uh, you're starting to feel it hap- through a haptic feedback system, like your phone vibrating when you touch a button and it goes... Vroom, right. Right? So imagine that starts to intensify the more pressure that you feel. 
Okay, and you can get used to what pressure that exactly. is over time. Exactly. So now you've got a way to gauge how much pressure you're putting into something mm-hmm. and what kind of pressure is necessary to pick up certain things, do certain things. When, when to, you know, imagine how difficult it must be using a, an artificial limb right. to throw a ball. Uh, yeah, I can't even eat cereal with my left hand. When to hold it, <laughs> when to throw it, it'd be impossible. Right. But that's all being able to the, the, it, it's one number one latency how fast can you transmit the signals to your to your limbs and the other is how much pressure meaning you you're going to want to hold that ball pretty hard when you're you know when it's suffering the the centrifugal force that it takes to come up and over your shoulder at a fast speed and then all of a sudden completely let go you know th- there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for that to right. to be a, su- a successful <clears throat> endeavor so um, that's, that's why it's really such a explosive, you know, uh, thing that we're, we're, we're figuring out how to do that on an artificial level. Right. Um, and that's, that's exactly right. We're, we're still figuring it out, but science is showing us that they're, they're, it's working in small bits here and there leading them to that conclusion, which is why I just, I can't imagine what it will look like. Well, I'll take you one, years st- from now. one step further than this. And this is something that, it, while it it may seem kind of pie in the sky, like you know, like some deep state underground conspiracy shit, but <sighs> don't yeah, don't get me started. My mind will start going. <laughs> like out out here, we're we're paying. We have this technology, and it's and it's very rosy in terms of the way that we're trying to interface it with ourselves. Right. Right. We're, we it's all very altruistic. It's it's um, we're trying to help people who don't have use over their limbs or those limbs don't exist anymore and we're using this technology for good and that's the that's the advancements that are being made publicly and those are the articles that are being written and those that that's 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 what's getting all the press but the stuff that may be going on underneath right when you talk about interfacing with something right uh, in being able to feel being able to you know shake somebody's hand and feel the pressure and know what's going on and having having that information the feedback going back to your brain and the latency problems actually being solved right. meaning now all of a sudden you, you know everything that you do happens in real time right with that why would the military not already be working on creating you know drone bipedal soldiers right that allow that that keep human beings off of the battlefield they enter they they come in they put on their helmet you know it gives them vision and it gives and it ties into their brain so that they can basically all the walking all the can be done from a room simulated they could yep they could be the robots running and around in afghanistan carrying 900 pounds on its back put the soldiers on a treadmill and have them go yeah now, so that's where your kind of VR meets, you know, mm-hmm. interfacing into, right? Yeah, what's going on? So it, it's this just in. Yeah, <laughs> my ESPN. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that that that's the scariest part about it because now, now all of a sudden, you, you know, th- that's where and where's the limit there? I mean, you got you got giant armies of just robots, and what has it become a a giant video game war at this point? <laughs> um what happens then i mean well no it, that that's where why, why military technology gets the majority that's why that's the squeaky wheel right you know that gets most of the juice because you know if we're the first people who have it 
Right. And we can manufacture, you know, for, we know that we put one one robot out in into uh, you know, a, a war zone. Okay, that thing can take uh, you know, the force of uh, of a, an RPG that goes off 20 feet away without it'll be able to get up and shake it off. Right. It, it can take, you know, it's got carbon fiber and titanium, you know, I mean, it could take bullets and it can take I mean, it, it, it's the equivalent of a super soldier right? that, you know, it, while it may cost a fortune, it saves thousands of lives. Um, right. It also takes thousands of lives, I'm sure. But, you know, if you're the guy with that weapon, if you're the country with that weapon and, and you're going and fighting people who still have to have boots, real boots on the ground, um, that's a war you're going to win. I mean, that that's... That's a major, major advantage. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine one country over the other having that technology. Well, worse than that, imagine being the country that gets infiltrated by that. You know? And there's exactly. a, there's a 19-year-old kid that graduated from Carnegie Mellon sitting in a shipping container on a, on a base, you know, 5,000 miles away, who's just basically sitting there staring you're looking dead-eyed at a robot that's got an a you know a, an ar-15 right and you know what what are you gonna do and carrying more ammo than any human could ever possibly yeah, what carry. are you gonna do <laughs> it, it matters nothing right if yeah. your life matters zero in that particular instance because there's nothing you cannot fight back and you can't even really talk your way out of it there might be a soldier that you could kind of get to the heartstrings of if you have them in the right day yeah no you can't do it with, with a robot not any more than you could talk to a drone right exactly you know it's yeah, there it's, it's doing a mission it just kind of stands there and mm -hmm. the guys the guys look looking at data on a screen and a, and a and a camera and has his mission report next to him and he knows what he's supposed to do so yeah, he exactly. moves when he has orders. He shoots when he has orders. He, he's not he's not there to listen. Um, Pie in the sky because that's just that's light years away from where we're at. I wouldn't far. say that by any stretch. I, I would I would say we're actually a lot closer to that than anybody right could fathom. Well, I mean, I say I say that, but it, I I mean, I agree with you. I brought up this topic because it does feel like we're starting to move even faster. Things are starting to be figured out. I mean, we're not far from someone's almost about to die. So let's create. RoboCop, you know the movie, right? It's Robo, like, huh? Uh huh, exactly. So you <laughs> Kentucky got, Fried Chicken. We're not far away from taking somebody and with their consciousness and giving them a robot body and turning them into a, a robot, right? I uh, mean, I, well, you're talking. I think we could go you're there. talking about integration, not interfacing. Right. You're talking about you create a robot. When I'm talking we, about we, a ro we control it by robot drones, but right. if you're talking about like bio biotech or. You know, Which right in enhance you, you actually talking about enhancement right um you know where which was the spinoff to my topic but yeah but exactly. in, in well and in your in your mind the first iteration of what you're talking about is is going to kind of manifest itself in in ways that you you won't really be considering right and that that comes down to chipping your children putting microchips and RFID tags right, and stuff right. in your children and then even further is you know you going and getting what's the equivalent of a tattoo right. on your hand or whatever that that carries all of your information all your information on. your data your your ID your that's no that's number 1 your money <laughs> in terms of augmentation Number two, obviously, uh, the only way that you're going to be able to create—I mean, we already have augmentation. Well, that's you know, they've right. had it for years. It's called a pacemaker. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's another big one, you know, being able to augment by being able to replace the most vital of organs. So there's no more waiting list for kidneys or livers right. or bladders or uh, any of these, any of these things uh, secondarily would be, you know, and this is something that when you talk about the age discrepancies, like, uh, or, or people who are trying to figure out how to combat aging, mm-hmm. right? They've got, gotten to a point where they, they've started to really isolate the things uh, in our DNA and in our genetics that that kind of cause the br- that breakdown, right? So it's... The breakdown in, in your body in general when you Yeah, age? meaning the reason that we age is because we're essentially, and it's hard for people to kind of think of it this way, right? But so... Up until the point where you've reached your maturity, right? You're you're being constructed. You're being you're being built. Your your cells are all replicating, mm-hmm. um, but they're replicating to include like you know. Notice when you get older, all of a sudden you start finding a mole that you didn't have before, or a freckle might show up, sure. or mm-hmm. something. It's like a switch gets turned. Right. Yeah. Well, that's all part of that process. It's just a, it's like a computer program that's that's running its course, all the way to the very end. However, the whole purpose of it is is that we're we're constantly regenerating, right? Where where cells are are dying and being replaced, and the dead dead cells are being discarded. Right. Okay. So it's just copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy on into infinity now that's fine like that that solution works um you know all the way up through maturity and then through your peak your kind of your what you would call your peak years um however the process starts to break down uh once you've you've introduced enough environmental variables that have an adverse effect to the purity of the copy. Okay. So, for instance, if you live next to a 5G cell tower and a power plant, right. okay, something that can rattle your DNA a little bit, okay, the copies of the cells that, that are coming out are, are not going to be as pure as if you were living in the middle of in an oxygen rich environment <laughs> next to a you know on a farm next right. to pure clean water and trees and <laughs> sunshine plenty of light getting your vitamin d eating right all these things mm-hmm. you know and that also comes down to like processed foods and all the other shit they say gives you cancer or mm-hmm. can can lead to alzheimer's or strokes or heart conditions or whatever right so all these different environment and, and that also can come down to the you know the the shit that they put on uh, on grass or gardens or produce, pesticides, you know what I mean? Right. Like things to keep away um, other foreign... Insects or yeah, whatever it is that's Foreign contam- the crop. contamination. Right. So, yeah, when... Ideally, when once they've gotten to a... One thing that they have figured out is that it's it's the the age of your organs... Right, your internal processes that, that, like your liver is there to filter, your kidneys are there to filter, your heart is there to pump, right? Your lungs are there to filter, uh, while at the same time providing oxygen for your blood. Right. Right. So, 
all of these things, much like a car that sits out outside. If you keep it in the garage under a cover, right, and all things stay completely constant, right, it's going to look better and be better. And but age it, better. Yeah, exactly. But, if, but, but it's still going to get creaky. Right. You know, time is not going to pass where something doesn't get a hold of it. Right. You know what I mean? It is exposed. It's it's not like you're living inside the womb of a mother who's constantly feeding you nu- nutrients and right. protecting you from the outside world. And this car could sit there for years and never be run. And if you try to run it, it's probably going to have a little bit of problem. Yeah, or well, the other way around, you run it all the time, but keep it in the garage and cover it. It's still going to. But it's a lot. E- it's age. a lot easier to fix in the long term if you protect it and take care of it. Mm-hmm. Versus if you've got it sitting outside in your driveway, twenty four seven uncovered. And you're driving it all the time, or mm-hmm. you're simply just letting it sit there, mm-hmm. um, it starts to break down, right? So that's where we are. But the one thing that um, matters probably the most is the, these filtration systems, right? Uh, and these filtration systems that we have, um, th- since they're on this kind of self-replicating cycle, that's just what they do. So long as you're feeding them proper information, meaning if you are making copies of copies, right? meaning if you make a copy of a copy and it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy and you just keep going down the line like dominoes, 100 dominoes, that 100th domino that's a copy is not going to be near as pure as the original one. Right. Right? However, if you were to stop that process uh, or, or you were to you'd t- turn around and say, okay... The first copy of a copy, right? We're going to go ahead and, and isolate that particular copy right there. And then we're going to put in an artificial filter that allows me to filter out all of the other copies, right? So copy number one is the original first copy of the first original one. Right. Second copy is going to be just as good as the copy that happened after the first one so it's basically like imagine instead of a line of dominoes all in one row you have one domino and then all of the other 99 dominoes are laid horizontally on top of it across Mm -hmm. and in front right so you're you're basically filtering out if you if you go through and and they did this in back to the future too where he's like yeah i went got all all natural overhaul <laughs> new blood new this new that's that right. added again 30 to 40 years to my life and that that's exactly right if you can filter out the bad dna or old. in the old blood and you can maintain the good the good blood that still exists um now all of a sudden those copies of copies are that much more pure and those aren't aged copies Right. Right. So you're going to, whatever state you're in at that time, you're going to be able to hold on to it or maintain it. Now, the idea of being able to reverse that is probably going to come with the advent of stem cells, meaning being able to take uh, an old Mm -hmm. version of this, of any one of these cells that we're talking about, um, finding the best version of it, and then creating a whole new group of cells because uh, all of the information is present, but the stem cells aren't going to inherit the age. Right. 
like just like having a brand new baby you know what i mean you're it, it's starting from scratch and working so it's with not what a it copy of a copy with. it's a brand new cell that just inherits all of the information right, right? so it doesn't inherit the age so what it's going to end up doing is basically replicating a brand new version of that cell. So if you have the ability to do that and you, using like stem cell therapy and, and filter out all right. the old blood while at the same time infusing all of the, the remaining you know good blood that you have with stem cells to generate the blood, you know, the the blood that you're going to be pumping, or the cell types that you're going to be pumping right back into your system. Right now, all of a sudden, you you might be able to reverse the aging process, you know, because it, it'll everything right. everything will be coming out as if it's a brand new version of of what it was. Um, of course, there's so many different ramifications that can come out of that because, and they say the same thing if you look at like CRISPR. Which is like a de- uh, gene editing okay. that they can do, um, removing certain things out of your genetic sequence to make sure that you have a you're going to have a boy or you're going to have oh, a, right. you're not going to have cancer you're not going to you know like they they're trying to work within the genetic editing to to create perfect perfection, but there's always going to be you never know what you're going to end up with. It's a slippery slope, right? So, um, you know, the hope is that that obviously they'll come up with something that's stable and works for everybody. And, um, you know, that'd be great. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot of horror stories that are probably going to come out of this shit first where, you know, a guy ends up growing a third arm or, uh, <laughs> from stem cell. Yeah. Well, just, uh, you know, technology you know, it just, it, it's the, the use our miss our, our playing God, so to speak, trying, right. trying to fight this. And, and all of a sudden we, something something's wrong in the editing process and now all of a sudden we're growing a tail right you know or uh or you know you start growing another another brain on top of your current one or whatever anything you want to keep calling anything get well out. it would just be like growing a you know the stem cells may not know what their exact purpose is and much like cancer will just decide hey i'm a i'm a i'm a new pair of testicles mm-hmm. so i'm just going to start growing as a new pair of testicles on top of this guy's other testicles and now he's gonna have four testicles right and then that guy can't really be sure how the stem cell is going to react to an older body or whatever their use is for and then that guy becomes super famous becomes a porn star called sir nuts a lot and he's super now everybody wants the surgery exactly that's (laughs) now everybody's walking around with four nuts and what have we done (laughs) look hi i'm a trunk person I'd like to have love with a man and a woman, but I can't do that. Hey, what are these drunk people doing? Hey, all wrong. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Been watching a lot of Rick and Morty lately. But yeah, so that's where I'm at. It's a, it's a that's a topic I could probably talk. I mean, I'm already way over what we should be talking about. I, I think about that stuff all the time, and and there's a lot of people who are trying to figure out how do you fight the aging process. How do you fight? How do we reverse it? How do we how do we take you know because that's a big, big deal in the medical industry is is you know when these things give out it's not like they're just making more right you know so being able to generate create a new organ from your own biology uh, is a big one being able to you know t- take your take take your heart out or three D you know three D scan your heart. 
and creates the necessary scaffolding right necessary to to use stem your own stem cells and then grow a new heart shock that to life and you know and then you have the heart of an 18 year old kid thing that that's the holy grail right creepy. there creepy yeah I, I mean but again i don't i i wouldn't put it past us i'm mean, human race is going to figure that out at some some point I mean, well I think, past our I, time, think, I think I think AI is going to figure it out before we do, but we're just get, we're going to uh, be the ones pushing the envelope and and plugging all this data into the system, and the system's going to come back and say, "Yep, eh, I put together a model that's successful." There you go. And then it's going to revel. Somebody's going to have a really good day in the stock market <laughs> once it's proven and it's working. Some little no no yeah. known startup is going to have a really big day. Wow. Yeah. So there it is. All right. I know you do. I don't. I've seen. Yeah, moves like Jaeger. Um, Jaeger. <laughs> okay, so uh, today I'm I'm gonna discuss a, a show that I I caught on Stars. Uh, and it isn't actually about the show, although a portion of it probably will be. It's called Now Apocalypse, and it was on uh, the Stars Channel. Okay. And it debuted uh, on Sunday night. Uh, I, I happen to enjoy the show American Gods. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, it's got Ian McShane and uh, Emily Browning. It's uh, I have not. It Crispin Glover. It's one of those kind of weird, quirky shows. It's just it's it's kind of a fun, interesting, weird show about. You know, uh, who made uh, who made gods? The people who believe in them, or who came first? You know, the god or the people who believed in them? You know, that kind of thing. And, right. and each one has its power. So, like, imagine if all the gods that humanity's ever worshipped over history really existed. Really existed, and we're all in the shadows, kind of fighting each other. Right. So it's, it's kind of one of those cool little little quirky shows. Um, and it didn't take the the true blood route where it went, went all like you know, hey, cool teenager, you know, young, right, right, <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> right, the tween era. Yeah. So there's a show that came after, and and what caught my eye about it is called No Apocalypse. I'm looking at it, and there's um, it's like these three hard bodied, uh, twenty somethings, and some weird looking lizard man, and I'm like. Okay, you have my attention. Okay. Okay, hashtag in. Right. So uh, I'm watching this, and I'm, I'm watching it with my wife. And the opening scene is a dude who's who hears this, like, help, help. And it's this dude, help, help, crying out. And he's walking through this, like, abandoned warehouse or whatever. Cruises over, is looking around the corner, and it's like someone's either getting beat up or raped or something, but it's a guy who's yelling, for, yelling help, help. Uh, and then cut to, he's like... He was dreaming or daydreaming awake, but while he was banging some dude. Okay. So there's <laughs> there's two dudes who are banging when he wakes up, and it's, you know they're both full fully naked, and <laughs> then the guy goes, "Oh shit, my husband's home," and then the other guy had to pack up his clothes and jump out the window. Wow. You know, and then he's riding his bike, and he walks in the door, and his roommate is banging some girl on the couch <laughs> who's also naked i like this show and then they start <laughs> and then they start talking and then he's like talking to his little video diary 
and it turns out the acting is terrible but as it turns out the it all centers around like oh i'm an aspiring actor oh i'm an aspiring screenwriter oh i'm an aspiring god knows what else i mean it's all there's a through line here it's all la like young young millennial types trying to find their way okay and somehow there's an alien <laughs> and there's a lot of like like there's why not a right? lot of homosexuality <laughs> um prevalent throughout like okay. forcing it down the throat of the viewer like isn't this cool you know, and it like, caught your attention well, I didn't mind it. You right. know what I mean? My wife certainly was not. She was like, do we have to keep watching? This is right. disgusting. Like, <laughs> she wasn't into disgusting. it at all. Like, I, if I wanted to watch a bunch of dudes just sit around and make out for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to do it from my couch. Right. You know, not, not my type of programming. Uh, I don't have a problem with it just so long as you're advancing some sort of plot line. Right. That makes it interesting. Um, yeah. So, in watching that show... It, it brought up a couple topics. One was kind of the pervasiveness of all of the stuff I see now in commercials and in television shows where they're really trying to kind of make it clear that this alternative movement of acceptance, like doesn't matter who you are or what you are or whatever. Like, let me put it this way. If you looked at a commercial back in the 1990s, for Washington Mutual. Okay. It's a a white guy and his family, or a, a white guy trying to apply for a small business loan who gets into his minivan and goes home to his pretty white wife and his pretty white children with a white picket fence and the dog greets him at the door and Washington Mutual is there for you. Sure. Okay. And that's just the traditional way that you look at it after that. It didn't matter if they were all white. It could be a, a, an all you know a, a black family or a, or a Latino family or sure. a, it doesn't that, that none of that really mattered. You know what I mean? Like that was fine. It didn't matter who was there, just so long as it like you were trying. The message was, "Hey, we're there for you and your family or whatever." Okay. Now you have the second additional layer that keeps getting thrown on top of stuff that's a little mind numbing because now I'm watching like a. Starbucks or Washington Mutual plan for your future or whatever. I'm not saying it's a Washington Mutual commercial. Does Washington Mutual even exist? I think it was bought by Chase. Um, Okay. But I mean, the idea is like it's a banking commercial or how to invest your family. And they're showing like a multiracial gay couple and their adopted (laughs) child. Right. And then they're showing like, you know, two dudes uh, who are, you know, multiracial having coffee. And it's like they're going so far out of their way not to show a black couple or a Latino couple right. or a white couple or an Asian couple or, you know, like what the, the traditional nuclear family that seemed to be the acceptable norm that everybody was used to. Sure. Uh, now it's like, okay, well, so do I have to be gay to open up a bank account? <laughs> right. My wife's what? Is that a problem? Now I'm confused. Am I not uh, diverse as my, am I not? You know, do I am I not the kind of customer you're going for here? <laughs> right. Who are you catering to exactly? Who's your demographic? Yeah. And but, I mean, you could have made the argument the opposite way. You know, when you're looking at the 90s, you're like, oh, I'm an interracial gay couple with an adopted baby. Uh, are you saying that only white, you know, picture perfect little, you know, white picket fancy Donna Reed style families are allowed to do banking here? Right. Now, I don't think either one's 
right or wrong. Sure. Okay. However, I do feel like a normal was kind of set. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, all things being considered, if it was the first commercial that they were ever doing, ever, and there was no previous standard set, I don't think any, I think everybody would be like, cool. Right. No problem. But standards are going to be updated every 10 years or five years. I mean, you can't look at it like that. I mean, where's where's progress? Where's change? Where's, you know, the, there's always going to be a new norm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I get I, it. Do you push back to that? Or you, 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 does it bother you that it's not the norm right now for, that you're used to? No, 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 not at all. No, what, what is it about it? It, that... it doesn't bother me that it's, that, that, that it's being displayed, that, it, that they're doing it okay. at all. Okay. What does bother me is that it's all they're doing. Right. Well, I feel like that, that this is happening everywhere. In the entertainment industry, all the awards, all this and that, the people that are being recognized, it's really, really in-your-face diverse, if you will, quote-unquote, right? And everyone's kind of making up for lost time and trying to prove, that, hey, we are the the percentage of people that accept all of you different ways of being that's not quite what the norm was so you got this overdoing it attitude of i guess advertising and awards and and accolades all around because every because these groups are so loud and being listened to right now that it's kind of like okay and i agree with you it's kind of in your face it kind of says okay well then is this the new norm or are you just trying to show prove a point or are you just trying to fit in with what's loudest right now and what people are talking about so i'm going to be all gay commercial or all interracial commercial for however long i feel like we're almost over that hump of, of those kinds of things where it's really pertinent to just do that to prove a point i think they're proving a point they're like, hey we, we we accept everybody yeah but no I, I mean and i hear this from you know lots of i'm not the only one who feels the this way um that that it, it's it's pervasive like it, it and it almost seems like it happened overnight oh yeah i agree meaning i feel like before trump <laughs> I mean, even even back when it was Obama, like people were people, right? I guess, and it was like, yeah, they're trying to fucking sell me life insurance. So cool, commercials a commercial, right? You know, they they they're not hitting the gas on any kind of agenda. Um, but now it feels like everybody's got this layer of you know, and it's these big brands, and I guess they kind of have to, right? It's all about political correctness. You know what I mean, like. You know they don't, they don't want to get called on the carpet for not being uh, empathetic or or um, sympathetic or or accepting or right polarizing to to people. So it's like I get why they're doing it, but I do feel that it's necessary to um make a transition. You do it in a do it in a, a way that isn't so abrupt and obvious. No, I agree. I agree. It's definitely gotten. I feel like it's slowly evolved. Like, how did it start? You had your normal, mainly white casts or whatever of anything, and then they were like, "Oh, let's now it's interracial. It's like it's still man and a woman, but now it's man and Latino or man 
and a black or white. And then it, no, then, it's like two dudes on a first date. No, 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 no. Who were I'm talking saying, about who's going to pay? Listen to me. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking back before it was like gender neutral and the gays were accepted on TV. Let's go back before the even even Ellen came out, right? Before anyone on TV was accepted or talked about as being gay and openly gay, and now we have a show with a gay person on it. Before that, what did it start with? interracial was that the first time we started going into the stretching the norm if you will it was all white people then it was a white and a black person or a white and, a, and, a, and an asian well that's person. where they came up with the phrase token black well yeah you know especially well, on south Park. i'm talking now i'm talking after token black right this everything was normal with token black up until a certain point everybody's when, got that one black friend right but now you've got married couple that's a black and a white. That's a that's a step outside of the, oh, we only have one token black person. It's like now we've kind of branched out a little bit, and now we're showing acceptance of this this way of life or this this race, right? And then what, what happened after that? What was the next step of stretching that even more? Was it gays? Was it more blacks being with accolades? Or being Latinos or right. – look, whatever, whatever the – once again, you know – it doesn't matter if it's racial, you know, if it's gender, if it's sexuality, if it's identification. Mm-hmm. None of that none of that matters when your sole purpose is selling a product, right? Right. If that's your core audience. But for some reason people feel like it matters because they're doing it. But life insurance right. it, it shouldn't have an agenda mm-hmm. saying this is, you know, this is the way that we view the world, right? In any way, shape, or form, whether it's a, you know, picture perfect white, whitewashed version, you know, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that the Trump supporters would go for, or a total liberal left crazy, you know, um, however far you can go, right. whether you know, it's socialist, a white woman, yeah, and exactly. a black woman, yeah, exactly, with a, a with an Asian child and exactly. whatever, exactly, right? They exactly. should they should kind of ignore those political statements, but and but but what it comes down to for me is that I'm looking at these things and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know where I fit as the audience member and as the potential customer. Now I'm I'm looking at this on say a network television show, right. you know. Like this is showing up on a, on prime time at sure. ABC or or I'm watching uh, CNN or I'm watching Fox News or I'm watching um, you know hell it could be Comedy Central it's all over the it's place. all over the place I agree so I'm um, I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself okay well I know where I fit into the spectrum in terms of the customer that they're trying to reach mm-hmm. I know that they would love my business mm-hmm. they would love it um, like Trump would say. That would be the huge. I'd be I'd be the best customer. I'd be huge. Right. Um, I'd pay my bills. I'd you know they would love me to invest money with them. They would love a lot of people, right? Sure. All across the spectrum mm-hmm. to be their customers. Mm-hmm. However, me personally, I don't fit any of the descriptions of the actors. Sure. That they're advertising to. So. When I thought about that, I thought about, okay, well, who of the people that I know, and I know a lot of really progressive folks, sure. that, that some of them lean so far left, you know, they're even surprised that we're friends. Right. Um, and that's not to say that I'm some super right winger, but I'm, I'm definitely middle, sure. middle right, more libertarian than anything else. And when I, uh, when I think about some of these, these friends of mine, even... Even the people who are liberal, I'm like, oh, 
how many of those friends of mine actually have any of the stuff that's going on? How many of them know a interracial gay couple with an adopted baby? Right. That they go out and have drinks with. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. How many of, of of those people fit that fit that mark? Right. How many of them have gay gay friends where they go and meet them up after they go their gay buddy goes on a blind date and he, he comes in and he's like, Oh, it was amazing, it was this and that and right. you know it, like I, I don't I mean, I, I have gay friends. I have uh married gay couples that do have uh, uh their own child. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not like anything that that these commercials are trying to represent. I mean, to me, it's just these are just the normal people, like it's normal life, and they're not pushing. They don't throw it at anybody's face. They're just kind of living their life. Mm-hmm. So you want to present that kind of thing. You got to present it in a way that makes it understandable to somebody like me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meaning, like, showcase it where I maybe I'm at the park. With my wife and my kid, and I'm standing next to my friend who's happens to be a lesbian, and, sh- and right. she has her kids, and they're playing together, and we're hanging out, and maybe we're talking about right. something like that. Sure, you know what I mean. You kind of you've got to mix that in and, and, and transition mm-hmm. it by completely separating somebody who lives their life or has walked down the path that I have. Sure, right, which I represent a, a large portion of uh, you know traditional belief. Sure. Um, it's it's hard for somebody like me to look at, look at that company and think that the person who's doing the marketing has any is in touch with anything. Right, but you're saying that you're seeing it kind of a little oversaturated and kind of everywhere you turn, you're seeing a little bit of that. I'm seeing that I don't, I'm not represented. Right, but you're seeing that kind of across all the different platforms that you're watching your media, your entertainment. Yeah, which are the most. Right, I'm, I'm saying is that Most true? Accessible. Is that true? Yes, that is true. You're, you're getting that. So, well, first of all, I think I agree. I think it's very in your face, and it could be a little confusing. I think it's happening one because I think the white norm is kind of that's it's you know, played. It's kind of all it's it, it's it's obvious, right? It's it's a given. It's 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 one of those things. Like you, you guys are covered. Obviously, you're covered. Right, so everyone else is who we have to cover. Now, my question for you is: Why do you think all of these people are going that route the same this uh, to the same extent, where it really is kind of in your face? There's not really including you and the norm. Why do you think it must be working? Because they've been doing it for a little while. I mean, not just a little while. On what metrics are you basing that it's working? Well, I'm I'm basing it that everybody's doing that. Uh, I'm only saying why so do you're you saying think it's just simply a bandwagon it? mentality? No, I'm asking you, why do you think it's it's so widely adopted? Once again, it, it, it comes down to the way that all of these big brands are basically running at full speed off of a cliff. Okay, so I'm going to break it down into stuff that may seem kind of irrelevant, but okay. it's fr- it's business. It's just the way these corporations think. Now, you're talking about, in some cases, major conglomerates, like very, you know, Nestle, mm-hmm. uh, Chase, Big Banking. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got these, these are huge companies. And right. in some cases, they have lots of subsidies, a lot of, a lot of smaller companies, the parent company of, right. of many smaller ones. Okay, um, and I'll take something like, say, Oh, I don't know. Craft. 
Kraft macaroni and cheese. Okay? Mm-hmm. Lesbians, gay people, blacks, whites, Lesbian. Asians, we all, we all love Kraft macaroni, macaroni and, cheese. and cheese. Agreed. It's a staple. Doesn't matter who you are. Okay? Now, aside from that guy's recent troubles with the whole prostitution thing. <laughs> Let me go into that. We'll leave that out of this one. Sorry, Bobby. Bobby, you got pinched. You got pinched mm-hmm, on a mm-hmm. on a little bit of slippery slide. There you go. Good, good man. You dirty, you dirty fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aside of that, you, right? Aside from that, so th- let's imagine that these this would be a representation of you know they're doing. Hey, it's it's Easy Mac time, and the kids are making the, the kids making the Easy Mac. And you know, it's let's say it's it's a little black kid who's making the Easy Mac. He's loving it, and then in comes his mom, and she's Chinese, and then in comes her other mom, and and she's white. Right. And they hug and they say Easy Mac. It's it's the it's the family thing. Okay. And let's say, and that sounds like a commercial. I'm not saying that I've seen one like that, but I'm choosing this as a hypothetical. Makes sense. Right. Following. We've you. all seen commercials from big brands that are that are doing what we're talking about. All right. So those guys, right? If you look at all of the acquisitions that they have to make in order to keep up with millennial attention, right? You start mm. off with a brand like Naked Orange Juice, for instance. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I'm using it as a reference. Right. It's a small, small one. It, it starts off as a small little brand, right? That's got pure, fresh squeezed, never from concentrate, higher quality product, farm to table kind of vibe, right? This is what the millennial generation thrives off of. They right. do the research, right? They love the options. They love sustainable food. They love what's good for the environment. They love. What, they don't like this corporate process, blah, 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which is why you see something like Kraft going to made with real cheese. Right. Like that's some shit you should have to put on your box if it's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Right. Right? <clears throat> what the fuck was in it before? So... This is all part of this new effort. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, people are stopped not, not buying Kraft macaroni and cheese anymore because they see it as processed pasta and right. it's gross. Right. So they're going to buy something at Trader Joe's, you know, something mm-hmm. like something smaller, boutique, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cutting into Kraft's profits. Sure. So what does Kraft do? They can't market effectively to the millennials. What they used to do isn't working anymore, okay? They can't seem to get the same amount of profits that they used to. So what do they do? They have two options. They can up their advertising game to try and be more relatable to that group, which obviously it's a little bit more of a political message that you've got to relay Mm -hmm. and say, we're an understanding company. We're right for all families. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But also- not Chick-fil-A. Exactly. what they do- on top of that, is they say, well, even doing that isn't making much of a dent. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and buy the Trader Joe's boutique company that's on the up and coming, that everybody, all the millennials are raving. Now, remember, millennial generation mm-hmm. is super fickle. Whatever is hot now is not hot tomorrow because somebody else is brand new and they figured out a way to do it better, cheaper, and more organic and whatever. So they're not married to any one brand. And this is something that corporations don't understand. So Kraft Macaroni and Cheese is going to go over and they're going to buy up that Macaroni and Uh Cheese brand. Right. Right. Then they're going to buy... Natural Mac. Exactly. (laughs) They're going to buy up all these little brands. And if you look at the back of even a water bottle, Mm -hmm. right, 
and you're you're gonna go oh i'm looking at this you know what is it arrowhead or i don't know if arrowhead is what yeah, it is or but for an example a, a large percentage of the bottled water Dasani. brands that you see owned by coca-cola Right, oh, you okay. know, is? absolutely, yeah, okay. You know, you 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 look at most most of them are owned by Nestle. If that doesn't blow your mind, wow. the cookie company wow. owns most of the water, and it all comes from toilet water Dang. water wells in Maine. Yeah, it's all the same. My best friend in like fourth grade, his stepdad worked for Nabisco. <laughs> Nestle. Oh, Nestle. Okay, that's right. Um. So yeah, when you think about it, a lot of the time you're going in now, and that's where these brands fail. They they go in, they acquire these little companies that are making a name for themselves. Right. Okay. They build, they try and build up the brand, but realize it's too expensive for them to do it the way that they did. So they, well, maybe we can use the processed cheese here and there. Maybe we can use the blah, blah, blah. So you're buying the same, you're basically right. buying Amy's organic macaroni and cheese brought to you by Kraft. Right. Right, you know, it's just it's the same. It's just got a slight. It's maybe got a, it's difference. just got a different label on it. It's a pair of fucking yeah, old navies yeah. with the Levi brand slapped on yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Or the se- it's Levi's okay. with the seven with, seven with brands. Tom's. Yeah. So on there. <laughs> that 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 is what they've kind of been forced to do in order to keep up, because they don't know how to. I mean, if you remember, back before the millennium changed, mm-hmm. and I would say even a little bit into the new millennium. Like, people stuck to the trusted brands. Right. I, I I buy Cascade soap. That's what I put in my dishwasher. Right. Okay? Been using it for 15 years. Right? Well, they don't do that. Cascade Millennials do don't do that anymore. Oh, right. They don't just pick a brand and keep keep at it. Yeah. Why would I go with, you know, I don't, I don't mind saying Cascade for $3.00. Or this really fan, you know, this this other brand, it's equivalent or a little less, but it, it claims to be carbon neutral and right. so much better for the environment. And I'm going to go with that. Okay. Corporations don't have the time to cater to the whims. Or re, rebrand their product, right? After, Not, after exactly. years and years. How do you reach this group? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm seeing these fucking so this commercials. approach is going. So, and I say that it must be working to a certain extent because they've made this shift and they're doing it. But that's not necessarily true. I don't have that to back to anything to back that up. But it seems like a lot of people have adopted that as their sort of approach since of since all the changes have been going well, on. Well, sure they have. But they're, once they're, again, who pays? Who do you think can afford the fucking advertising space at prime time during you know what it, the good doctor? You know, right. like so. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you're paying for premium ad space. Mm-hmm. You want to reach the largest group of people. Now, the, you know, you're looking at the people who are watching that show prime time. They're mm-hmm. home with their kids. They're 34 and, and under, you know, between 34 and 25. I think that's kind of that generational age. Right. And it's like that's the group who's at home watching prime time. That's who's, who made Friends a success, who made Seinfeld. We're in that new generation, and that's who they're advertising to. Right. That's the only thing that they can think to do to get – their products, you know, in front of them. And the worst part is I would love to talk to somebody, to, to talk talk to uh, anybody who's in the position who is... Is making those decisions. No, who's Latino or gay or black or whatever, who's tr- who they're trying to represent in these commercials 
and get their take on this, like the pervasiveness of it. Do you think that their opinion would be like, well, it's about time? Uh, or part, do you, yeah, or do of. you think they're like, yeah, that's what a fucking money grab. What a play that it, like they're totally pandering to what they think I want to see. Like, yeah, that's not going to influence re- why I would buy Kraft macaroni and cheese. I would guess that they are all like, it doesn't matter how much or how in their face or how much of a money grab it is or whatever. I think they're all, it's just a sigh of relief because it just keeps it. It just is making, it's just normalizing it and normalizing are it and normalizing really it. thinking that they breathe a sigh of relief when they see the commercial. I think that they're loving that all of us people who were, might've been against it for years and years and years are seeing that, primetime television is telling me that this is now normal and now i'm going to look at you and be like well what do you think about all those commercials you've been seeing obviously it's accepted so stop looking at me that way so yeah definitely if i was them i would be very happy it was in all of the other people's faces devil's advocate turns right back and says oh so you use their products no fuck no man that shit's corporate i would never use that absolutely (laughs) Uh, that's absolutely true but i'm still happy that all those people that uh, that are watching primetime are still seeing it every day it's becoming normal. It's de- it's you know it's not like it's desensitizing it. That's so what, what I would want if what I was them. You were saying, the if I'm hearing you right, okay, is that these corporations are doing the Lord's work? <laughs> if I were for with absolutely it. no <laughs> benefit, were, yeah, that's right. they're alienating the people who actually would continue to I buy don't their think product. They're alienating anybody. And- I don't. I don't. Oh my gosh! I think if really? you're if you are if you are if you are dedicated to a product your whole life. And you start seeing a commercial that doesn't relate to you. I don't think that's going to change your opinion. It does. Okay. It fair does. Enough, fair enough. Because it it speaks to. Again, I think it's working because if 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 they're showing that and you're losing customers because of it, they'd stop doing it. But it's not happening. All right. Well, let me rephrase. Okay. I, I'm not going to say if I see some like progressive, uh, message or or politically layered version of a commercial. That it's going to affect, you know, your use of that product. Yeah, I'm not going to leave course. my bank, my, my, my bank, right? Just because they made a commercial that was like, "What are you doing?" Like, right. can't can't you just live live it instead of promote it? Right. Like, but, ac- actually, do do a human interest piece for your commercial where you're showing real customers and who they are. Right. And how well you take care of them rather than try and push some kind of agenda. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, that I, that's on them. I don't understand. But if it's a product that I, I use that I feel like and I think a, a lot of people have done this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where they've done something and it's gone off the rails. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. But well, when Chick-fil-A came out, everyone found out that they were against gays. Everybody was starting to boycott. It was like, don't eat here. Don't eat here. All right. So. Let me talk about when, uh, and it move into, and will this will will cap the whole thing because mm-hmm. this happened recently. Do you remember when Nike did that commercial for the Super Bowl and they had like Colin Kaepernick or whatever oh, right. his name was mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. um, and they tried to infuse a little bit of a political message into selling shoes. Mm-hmm, I remember. You remember. All of the YouTube blowback that mm. came out where people were like burning their Nikes in their driveway. Yes. Okay. There are that's a very, very touchy subject to a lot of people. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But uh, everything everything that's political mm-hmm. is touchy to somebody. Sure. 
right? I'm saying touchy just because there's like a big divide. People who are always watching football won't ever watch it anymore because of this period of time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know people that were that way. I was just like, oh my god. Okay. But now, for the wrong reasons. I'm not to here to say. Point. I'm not here to say that I'm never going to buy a pair of Nikes again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, well, they were they were for him. They were supporting him, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they should. Yeah. He was standing up for blacks or equal rights, right? Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't didn't, America. It, didn't, it wasn't in the face of America <laughs> and our flag and no, our yeah. It wasn't <laughs> such a hard. Thing that's the to whole point of about. being an American and being free. If if I want to take a piss while they're singing that. Yeah. Anyway, sparse single barrel. That's my deal. Whole another topic, but you're right. Yeah, I completely so, agree. Look, the point is, is that Nike decided to get involved. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you have a brand that takes a, a basically a political stance mm-hmm. or tries to push a specific message based off of political correctness or how they feel about one thing or another, um, it, it 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 alienates people. It sure. does. Sure. It doesn't mean that it alienates it. Some it strengthens their bond as a brand with people right. who are aligned with their their politics. Well, it creates a divide, basically. It, it does. It literally right. And but you're they're on one side or the other. They're forever gonna have that on their record with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you remember correctly, back in the day, all the commercials that we watched growing up for Nike, they were all about just get out there, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No message. It was all about sports. Mm-hmm. It was all about. What your Nikes are going to help you do, what your Nikes are going to, you know. And it didn't really matter about race. It was just athletes or, yeah. you know, it never, inspiring people. It didn't matter. It never they pushed a message. All white or all it was black. about it was, just, it was about the participation in the athlete, mm. in athletics and the shoes that you, and they were the shoes to help you. I wonder why they felt the need to really step up at that point. There you go. That's what's happening. Not on a, not on such a grand scale, sure. so to speak, but that's. That's what I see, mm-hmm. and you tell me that I, you know, how can you feel? How, there, are you telling me you would never use that brand again? Right. And I'm saying I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever use the brand again, but I will say if I'm looking at Tide versus Cascade, and Cascade felt the need to, you know, put it in my face. Yeah, well, get up there and support some shit that I thought was tacky. Mm-hmm. Kind of like talking about politics during your award acceptance speech. Right. You know, it's like it would make an impact on you. You'd be like, you know what? You, all you time. do is sell soap. Like sell yeah. soap. Your soap is good. I'll buy your soap. But the moment that I feel like you're trying to push some additional layer oh, of, of right. political agenda, even if it's one that I support, that's also the thing. Like I, I'm, I am totally. I think it's fucked up in both directions. Like if you're trying to, you. if you're trying to push like some hardcore like conservative agenda mm-hmm. um I, it's, you have the same opinion i'm gonna be like what are you doing stop this what the fuck you sell soap i can agree with that opinion or you that, know that, that you outlook. sell cheese yeah sell cheese sure and i mean and if it got in my face even if it was my opinion like really got in my face i would i would have that same thought too the same thought of like okay and it's not that it's getting in my face it's just the fact that it's everywhere i turn that's in your face ben you can use certain words and i can use certain words but no, if it's everywhere you turn no, it's in your face no. yes it is in your face no is, <laughs> if is... i'm looking here it's in my face i'm looking here it's in my face no, like, if not. i look on this tv it's in my if face i'm looking at a billboard it's not in my face okay i'm saying you uh, say uh, it, oh, you're saying distance yeah i'm you're not saying, saying how often it, it's not aggressively 
it's not aggressively there. But it's often. There. To me, that's it aggressive. It just happens to be everywhere I turn. That's okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> it's the difference between being attacked by a bear in the open woods versus being in a box that you can't get out of. But you see it everywhere. To me, that's that's, that's in the your box. Face. To me, that's in my face. I'm in a box. Okay. I've been boxed in. All right. Nice talk, Ben. You don't think you don't, you don't <laughs> I'm agree. I'm not going on with you on this one. Is, I think we both made our point. Is this Sublantics? Sublantics. Sublantics. <laughs> Kept tripping in class because our dang rest in a tiny white shirt. Boobs having a fiesta later in lab. We were messing with test tubes. Couldn't take my eyes off the new girl's chest. Boobs. Wasn't paying attention. Got busted. Had to serve detention. In biology, we talked about the bees. The best kind of bees. Boobies. Woo! I can't believe my mind. I hold a poker face to wear two of a kind. With each step of rest getting redefined. I'm making my move. I'm thinking it's time. Oh, I'm gonna ask her to prom. And in my head she responds. You're the bomb. Feeling nervous so I count to three. I like your boobs. Go to prom with me? Clear your throat. What's up? What's happening, man? Okay. All right. Round deuce. Round mm. two. In this lunch here. Mm. On uh, another topic. So the... One that I was, the show that I was talking about before where I said I, I had to stop, I was talking about a show called Now Apocalypse. Right. Okay. Okay. So, one of the things that showed up in the show that's kind of way off the beaten path of what we were talking about originally, which was uh, in the last topic, which was, you know, about pervasive, the pervasiveness of, of uh, you know, pushing in a, a political agenda. Or a message in commercials. Right. So I was watching this show. Right back to that whole stars now. But it's, it's. I feel like I would watch it just because it seems so off the off the rails. But um, so I'm watching. One of the characters in the show is just this this cutie. She's just this cute little blonde. She's an actress. Okay. And that's her whole thing. And she's got her uh, character is her, an actress. Her character. On the show. Imagine she's you know mid twenties mm-hmm. trying to be an actress, going and doing auditions, doing doing readings doing the thing and she's got a totally normal roommate who comes to her and is like i'm having such a tough time meeting meeting hot guys online you know help me out blah 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 right look at my tinder thing she's let me see your profile and it's just like her doing something stupid with a martini she's like oh that's not good here let me get a photo you need to show more skin so she sits on the couch puts her in like a bikini And like sitting on her couch in a bikini and, right. and makes her pose like a hundred different ways just so she could get the person. And she's like, I look, I look like I'm confused in that photo. She's like, that's it. That's the perfect one. <laughs> You're showing skin and it's mystery and you know whatever else. So she helps her friend with her little Tinder profile. And then she, she goes into her room and starts laying out like sex toys. The one that had their picture taken? Or the no, one the one that, that was the taking okay, the pictures. Okay, okay. Just a girl who's a struggling actress right you know has her roommate um is helping her out is helping her out and then just you you're thinking oh well okay so this is like this normal girl she's her boyfriend is a an out-of-work actor who's you know super stoked that he ended up playing a dead body on right tv show (laughs) and so you're like okay and then she goes to her room and she she goes to her but she starts laying out all like you know, a dildo and then like a paddle and right. chains and, Whips and all this crazy stuff. And you're going, well, okay, well, this is taking a turn. Sure. What's going on? So then she starts taking her clothes off and, and 
hanging up her stuff and putting on a new a new like hot like little little ditty little lingerie a little outfit. a little ditty a little something sexy mm-hmm. and you're like okay so this is this she's maybe your boyfriend's coming over or something she's doing something special mm-hmm. then she proceeds to pull out her laptop set it up and signs into this service this account which I, I'm assuming is like this mock account, but it's called like camgirls.com. Right. And she signs into her account and she proceeds to start doing like sex shows by herself for dudes online. Okay. With her le- using, using her laptop. So she's teasing them and touching herself. Oh, it's hilarious. And... Well, I'm watching this and I'm going, oh, my, my wife is just peering through the two fingers as her, as her, Hand is covering her, her, her eyes her. like this is just bad, and I'm watching it going. This is pretty Amazing. funny because I'm <laughs> you're you're watching all the dudes who are on the camera, so you see like what she sees on her screen, and she's there's a little box that shows what she's doing, you know, like taking her top off and putting her feet up into the camera if they have a foot fetish or something like that. But you see these other dudes who are like their cum faces and they're like you know they're jerking off and doing all these things you're just like oh my god what kind of seedy shit is going on here right and that got me thinking like is that something like that's a that's something i know exists right right you know that there are like live webcam shows it's a quite normal in the porn industry i believe right in the well in the web that right. that thing, and you always see it on like television shows. Right. Like the detective is hunting down, and he has to talk to some Russian. And then girl. they get to some building. There's like ten rooms, and each one has a computer. And then yeah, and these girls in there doing some sort of show. Right. So that's how I've always thought of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you work for one of these companies. You drive into work. You've got a little room that they've got set up for you. You log into your webcam you, you, you account. Pun- you punch your time card. Right. And you go in and you perform whatever acts that these people want and you to do. And guys watch and just tip you as long as you're working, if you're good. Right. Apparently. So, working in tech, I thought to myself, okay, is that how it really is? Right? And it would make sense. But then you're like, oh, well, you got to obviously rent out the space with all the room, you got to have your employees who are there, right? Who mm-hmm, show up and, mm-hmm. and clock in. You're the one, I guess, who's running the network, right? right? So okay. you, you have everybody, all the people who come in, you know, they're kind of under your employee and you handle all the credit card transactions and you handle all that stuff. And, but right. it's, it's, that's a lot of overhead, right? Uh, right. Cause you got to pay the girls or the guys or whoever, or the, or the chickens right? or whatever, whoever the performer the talent, right? Okay, but you also got to pay for the space for them to perform and mm-hmm. yeah. internet access and the and servers and, and all, all that, all that stuff. All the, yeah. So if you're a tech guy, like if you if you're a tech entrepreneur, wouldn't you think that creating that element and making it like the Uber for webcam selling selling yourself and just taking your cut, right? So you create the platform. Right, the website you allow people to log in from anywhere. Right, they have their own account. They have their own. It's basically like setting up your own little e-commerce store for live streaming your own porno. Right, and you have your own little group of and and people subscribe to whatever that service is. But if they're however many and they get however many minutes, I would imagine. You know what I mean? Right. However many minutes they're tuned into your live camera stream is what gets deducted from your your balance and i don't know how you would set that up but i'm watching this on the show and i'm thinking that's 
seems exactly how they kind of have it set up. Right. Okay. That means anybody could be doing this. Right. That's right. From anywhere. They anybody sign on to... could be doing this. And you wouldn't, and it also could be quite lucrative. Sure. Absolutely. Right? So let's just say you, I mean, you're a hot bodied cat. You don't have a ton of marketable skills. You got a choice between waiting tables, right? Or spending hours on your webcam or all day. Or pu- putting on a, you know, one of these like eyes wide shut masquerade ball kind of masks. And that's like your character, mm-hmm. right? Or a wig or something that kind of hides your identity, go by some handle. And now all of a sudden, all you got to do is, you know, be on there and, and get, do it for two or three hours. And you're basically laying on your bed doing whatever it is that you're doing to yourself. Right. It's already there. It's already out there. Okay. The thing that blew my mind about it that, and I don't hang out in this world, obviously. Right. Or know enough about it. Uh, but I, I, I immediately figured out, wow, how, how lucrative that business could be for somebody who literally just doesn't want to wait tables. And, and has a hot body or is hot. And, or and is a little open with their sexuality enough sure. to share it. Because I imagine that in itself might be a little, oh yeah, a little bit of something. Because you know you're interacting with a complete stranger, mm-hmm. but you don't actually have to have any physical contact, so you can kind of do whatever you do, right. whatever you do. Right. But it's like the fact that anybody could do it mm-hmm. made me immediately wonder how many people that I've met, run into, whatever, who may. At any random point in time in their lives, thought to themselves or or took the action of doing something like this, like being like, because most of the time when you see a lot of these 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 uh, adult sites, you're like, a lot of these cats are doing shit for free. You right. know what I mean? Like, you porn is just right. A couple teenagers hooking up in their dorm room, and they think it's cool to put their porno on right onto a free porno site you know what i mean and and you think about how many how often people are taken i mean we're already one step there on instagram or any of these other major sites i mean showing everything but the nipple Mm -hmm. you know so people seem to be pretty open with sharing their bodies in relation when they're in control and they you know they want to be admired for having a great body or want to be admired for you know Right. Anything that might draw more interest or bring people closer into their their realm of being being you know so emp- empowered. So the fact speak. that that is out there and it is available for anybody who would want to sign up for an account and has a webcam and wants to show as a father, it scares me it. to death. Yes. Just scares me to death. If I for having having a daughter, it yeah. scares me to death. I I'm sure it does. Um, there there. I mean, it's definitely there for anybody if they if they want to do it right now. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about the ability to maintain anonymity, should you have the ability to do that, and it's a way to make money, mm-hmm. and all you need is a computer and an internet connection? Exactly. How are they doing this without, like, high school girls and, you know, like, That's a good point. young teens and whatever who are just like, it's a way to make, I want my new Louis Vuitton purse, I'm hot, I'm sexy, I do this with my boyfriend anyway. Nobody touches me. Nobody knows who I am. No one's going to see me. Right. What's going to stop me from going and and doing this? Well, it shouldn't if you want to. Well, what? Yeah, you're <laughs> underage. 
Number one. Well, oh, right. If you're underage, yes, obviously. What is to stop you? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there must be, obviously, some sort of verification what, process. Click here to confirm your age. <laughs> right. What's your PayPal email? Like, mm-hmm. what What are the ramifications? Way of that? too much liability to think that they would get, someone could get away with being underage on there. Well, I guarantee you they do. Because, I mean, that's the whole point, right? You're doing it anonymously. Right. Well, look. I I I may spend I less than average than the average guy on in in on looking at porn. You don't pay for it. I know that for I sure. I definitely don't pay for it. It does I doesn't mean that enough. Who to does me. these days? That's, right, that's like... right. But but in the time I've spent I've come across a site where I mean they all have handles but you see their faces. None of them are covering up their faces. Um you know what I mean? But so, a lot of I, them are wearing wigs. Sure. And since it's one on one it's not though. This is like it's called. It's a chat kind of thing. So you can go through and you can look at all women and see who what women are on there. You can go through and see what all men are on there. You can go see what couples are on there. So you can have you can have multiple people viewing the same stream. And main that's mainly what it is. So they have this set up where if you have you're a girl, you create your account and you now are on there, and some guys are coming on to find you, and they see because you can see a screenshot of what's happening right then. So you click on it. That girl is in that is there doing that right there, and you're in with. You could be in there with hundreds, and they're all tipping as you do things here and there. And now they have this device where it's essentially a vibrator that that goes inside the vagina, stays there. And then as you're doing stuff and they're tipping, the sound from your computer, when you tip, the sound goes, the sound bite hits the thing that's in the, the vibrator vagina and automatically vibrates. So now you've got people tipping, 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 tipping to watch you go crazy. Now – it's you don't see. Where's the fun in that? They, Why don't you get to see John Q. Public's cum face while he's well, jerking off? Well, they, yeah. that's the that's the bread so and butter of this deal, right? She doesn't see the faces of the people. The burly fifty-year-old right, man. Right. Nobody sees anybody. Who's got a plushy fetish? Who's wearing right. a panda bear costume? Now, when she gets to a certain a certain amount, it says, "Okay, if you get me to this point, then then I can go private." So if you pay a little extra to tip to be in the private show, you could be instead of hundreds, there could be like ten people or something. You know? What yeah, I mean? that's super private. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so, and then you go into a private show where it's obviously a lot more stuff than what was, you know, the free show, I guess. Uh, I've never gone into a private show. I don't know if you have to pay to go in or how that all works, but, but it's there, but you don't see the people watching. So these girls, they can just have a camera and they can look at their computer and they can put up little, little prizes here and there. And then they just get tipped. And they get tipped as they do things, as long as they want to stay on there. And the more tips they get, if you reach 500 tips, I'll do this. If you reach 750 tips, I'll I'll have an orgasm. I'll squirt at a thousand tips. You know what I mean? So they've got these milestones. I would have definitely held off for you know 1,100 at least. Well, if you the, don't have a popular girl, it could take a long time for it to get to 1,100. <laughs> but you know, if you're there, is there all any? Day, have you ever been seen it where you're like? Oh, I wonder what this one is. There's nobody in here. And you go in and it's just some pile of pud just like, Hi, <laughs> my, my name's Marlene. Right, I just want to talk. <laughs> Listen, you want me to do something? Yeah. I, used to, I usually am all, I'm driving a truck, but today yeah. I'm all yours, big boy. <laughs> 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 Next, <laughs> but you know you, you remember see... to hit that tip button. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if we hit five dollars, I'll shoot a ping pong ball out my butt. Yeah. <laughs> you say you worry about your. You say you worry about your daughter, but I hear that there's less less sex is happening at younger oh ages. They're, they're oh, more really? mindful. They're more really? mindful of it. Yeah. You're hearing that 
where, where, who, where's your source? I'd have to pull it up and find it A lot it of again. people are saying stuff. Well, yeah. Come on. It, I think I heard on a Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan podcast, where he was talking to, was like the statistics are showing that the younger generation is not as interested in moving that quickly. There's maybe more oral, but a lot less sex is what they were saying. I have to look it up. I don't. I don't trust my source, but I did hear it on a podcast where he was talking to somebody in the medical profession, and they were talking about, you know, the the the, the social media and and just how the kids are these days. I don't know. I mean, shoot, if you can make money and do that stuff and not be a whore and not be touching anybody, that's then, a then... that's a very gray line. <laughs> you're not having sex with anybody. You're not even seeing who they are. They're just paying you to be naked in your house. I mean, if you're riding the Patriot dildo, which right. is like the size of, <laughs> of a tree stump, right. and you're doing that to yourself, that right. I'd still kind of say maybe you're leaning a little bit more towards the. Uh, yeah. You know, Mary Magdalene. Right. I guess you do that too long and they say, you know, you're now dumber, right, at the end of the day. Like, if you haven't really learned anything if you're just sitting there masturbating for strangers all day. So, mm. so yeah, I don't think you're really becoming a better person. <laughs> well, no, look, hey, everybody's hustling for that dollar, son. Sure. So, I get why it exists and obviously um, we're just big, dumb animals you know and we've we've got <laughs> right. we've we've got needs right. as right. they say i've got needs yeah okay well hey man we're all animals i get that that's fine sure. you know what i mean um this technology if it's bringing people closer together and everybody's cool with it i'm fine with it the only thing that i feel like i have kind of a problem with mm-hmm. is how accessible it is right and how un regulated it like there has to be and i'm sure you haven't hit that site right but if you know anything about you know the the web the 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 dark web all right or you know (laughs) the seedy underbelly of the internet that that actually is more like 95 percent of the actual i don't even know how to get there i've kind of looked before i was like man there's a lot of ins and outs stick with me kiddo how to how to protect myself from from being viewed? I, I know there's a VPN, but that's not on my computer anymore. You had put it up there. I was like, that probably would solve that problem, but I don't think I need to be around in there. And that scares me. I feel people are there. Like as soon as you sign on, I have this vision of like all these people in the secret web going, "Oh, we've got a new person. Let's check out all their stuff and see if we want to steal it." <laughs> yeah, well, Basically. I mean, obviously you've got a you've got a lot of, but but there's actually also a high high protectionist. You know, everybody's uh, so yeah. paranoid in in that that most people don't. You know, right? They don't care about other people. It's very, it's a very, you know, don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you kind uh, of situation. Okay, okay, yeah. Right. So, right. Nobody, like, nobody wants to get into. You right. know, they want to sell your shit. Right. You know, they they want to take advantage of everybody on the surface who's has no idea what's going on, but they don't want to mess with the wrong person in the, uh, in the dark web. That right. Assuming that you don't want to, you don't want to create an enemy. Right. Who, who okay. swims in the right. same pool? That makes sense. So. Um, and once again, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. I've, I've sure, sure. I know it exists. I know the technology. I've explored it just due to the fact that, you know, knowledge is power, mm-hmm, and I'd rather mm-hmm. not get taken advantage of by that kind of group. You're so, good. At, you're good at that. Um, but I will say that, like, you have the ability. That there is a lot of stuff that you can access from the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's part of it. So maybe you, you know, you're only going to see 
the stuff that's the advertised, you know, you'll see it on the pop-ups and you see right. it whatever. Well, you mean if I'm in the dark web? If you can find it on Google, buddy, that's what you've got access to. Right, okay. Right? But there are places that I'm sure you can find on Google that is invite or members only that takes you to a landing page that says log in, you know, pay. If, if you want to become a user, register to become a user, you get... You have to supply a little bit of information, maybe put your credit card or whatever. But then with the dark web, you're basically just getting directed to an IP address, uh-huh. right? And um, it's it, it's not advertised. It's not spiderable. It's not some. It's not something that that Google would ever go out in search of or find. So it's hosted on some random server somewhere, um, and all of a sudden now, and it could be run as a full blown what like what you went to go see. Right. 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 And if you're not even doing that now, let's talk about the implications of taking that kind of software and making it peer to peer. Right. Making it to where where you have a version of of Skype. Right. And you're doing it through through peer to peer access. Right. You're creating direct connections through a decentralized server. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, if you if that that service absolutely has to exist, mm-hmm. and that also was one of the things that because she was looking at the faces of these people. Right on the show you're talking about. Yes. So she could actually see. So it was like a direct and, connection. And it was a one almost like almost like a chat roulette. I mean, they were seeing one person at a time. Right. Okay. So she's like, someone signed in. They're tipping to see me or whatever. Or they're, they're pay- yeah, they're me. they're yeah, paying right. for my time. Right. Or whatever. But it's one on one and whatever they want to do with their time is their time and they're paying me for it. But that creates that level of security, anonymity, and you can be whoever you want to be. Right. You're building up your audience much like a social network Mm because obviously you have your profile that people can search, you know, within that network infrastructure. But if they want to catch you online, then they have to either schedule a time or whatever. It's like having, having clients you know what I mean? Right. Or or knowing like Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. you know, you know what time he's going to be podcasting or live streaming on right. YouTube. So you re- register to be there. Only in this case, maybe you register your time and right. you say, I'm, I'm going to be here here this time, this time, this time. And people schedule. Yeah, to, I'm next. To be there. I'm next in the queue. Right. For this. Every p- hour it switches over to another person or something this like particular that. deal. Yeah. yeah. Who truth, knows? truth be told, how, you know, how many people can you yank it to? Right, <laughs> you know, right, one, right. One, I think you got a one-shot deal on that. Right. Um, well, so, women can just prolong what they're doing ah, and how yeah. they're teasing you as long as they want. You know what I mean? Like, and you can get guy after guy to come in and you know finish and go. Okay, see you later. Next ladies, ladies are gifted in that respect. Yeah, so they yeah. can kind of sit there all day and just turn guys on, and they could just turn them over. You know what I mean? There, that's what they. That's what the show was right. showcasing. She mm-hmm. went through like fifty guys right. over the course of a couple hours. Right. And, you know, at the end, she, one guy was like, I'll do whatever you want. And she's like, well, it's your time. What do you want? And he's like, oh, I want to please you, mistress. And she's like, okay, cool. You want to please me? Here, re- read my lines with me. Right. <laughs> and what? he's like, what? That happened? That was at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, would it help if I took my top off? He's like, oh, okay. Now read with me. So now read my lines with me. Right. Now you you're know? paying me to, to rehearse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was the whole bit. And But, but you know, the ramifications of stuff, the technology is there to create that anonymity and the technology is there for anybody with the know-how. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's, it's going to be – I mean – 
especially if it's decentralized, there's no way of knowing any information about the people, you know, and, but that's the whole idea. It's blind. It's like, right. Hey, if you know how to do it and set it up, our service, you know, the service charge is based off of the currency that we make you use. Right. Meaning we accept cash and we give you tokens. You earn tokens when you do a show and you cash out on our site. Um, and that's, or we send it to a PayPal address that you, you ask for right. or whatever. But the idea being that, you know, we, we don't know, we don't want to know, right. You know, follow our terms of service, which we're not going to enforce, but we are legally protected under our terms of service agreement. And then whatever you do, we're, we'll just turn a blind eye to it. That's a dangerous concept when you're talking about, it's a lot less dangerous than sex trafficking. Right. Okay. But I see and slavery, you're but mm-hmm. when it comes to kids who are really much, much smarter than a lot of the parents that I know. Especially when it, when it comes to tech. When it comes to these things, stuff like this could be going on completely underneath, you know, some your, your the nose of your household. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like, wait, hey, where'd you get that new coach purse, sweetheart? Yeah. And it's like, oh, daddy, I've been... I've started a business. Can oh, I, what are you baking some cookies? Mm, kinda. Yeah, and <laughs> Allison, I'm gonna go with Allison's family for the week next week. Mm. <laughs> where, yeah, she's where, cut to Paris. I'm gonna and, go to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, I guess, kind of the the progr- the progr- pro- the the progression of things from like one nine hundred numbers, right? When you just call up, talk to somebody, you didn't know what they look like. They would just talk all sexy and turn you on, and like, what that's are you where Maureen what are made you most of her money, right. big boy. <laughs> And then it went, but see, the kids these days, you know how when you were little, maybe high school, maybe middle school, you'd get a crush or something, you'd talk on the phone for like hours in the middle of the night? For show. Now kids are all they do, nephew, like we've talked about before, 10, 11, 12 years old, all they do is FaceTime. They FaceTime. Can you imagine FaceTiming your new girlfriend in ninth grade? Dude, like, there's some. You're up all night long FaceTiming. I bet I mean, Apple so much is out. And They've the got NSA so much got footage. So <laughs> much bad stuff. Oh my god. I mean, that's the norm across. I really feel, and this is this is me talking. I'm coming at you hard, serious. Okay. All I'm right. gonna drop some serious on you right now. I'm ready. Um, I really feel like it was. It's the millennials, and even now more the snowflake generation, this younger group that's mm-hmm. coming up, that made the dick pic like in sexting a legit thing so how do we leverage it was a joke before like oh my god this guy has a picture of his his dick on his phone now all of a sudden it's like oh yeah well he's got a picture of his dick on his phone all right how do we leverage the idea how do we come up with a product that a platform for people for sexting sexting video sexting whatever I think we need to come up with something that's in your handheld device. Oh, you're trying to appeal to the creative side of me, aren't you? Yeah. Right? and I You're think, trying to get my juices flowing. I really you think I think, could come up with a better mousetrap. I really think we could come up with a way to 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 to, to, uh, to benefit from this huge movement of people you don't that think are that, using this. You it's probably there already. You don't think that, that money is a little bit dirty? It is dirty. Meaning, isn't it kind of like getting paid in yeah. do- sweaty dollars that have been wadded up and thrown at right. you? Right. It's almost – not quite, but it's almost like if Facebook you – know, if the creators of Facebook were like, here's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to use it. It's going to change everybody. It's going to be the worst thing they ever have. They're going to become addicted to it. Let's do it. We'll take all their money. The marketing is going to come flowing. They, they did that right exactly i mean okay so yes now, did I they guess, conspire i guess to your point right 
of course, his is still money not. is still green, and <laughs> right. corporate greed has never really hurt anybody. <laughs> right, but yes, I agree. That is that's dirty money. Let's leave that up to somebody else who's passionate about it. All right, so let's just say that we're not going to pursue this. Let's still think about what we what you could do. How would we do we'll it? Give that person the idea. Are right you now. asking me how I would do it? Right. How do I create the ultimate sexting platform? Right, including FaceTime videoage, all, all the all the things you could do. Totally one on one. It would it would be it would have to be decentralized. Right, right. So you're talking about creating an encrypted connection, right? But in order to do that, uh, you do have to have some sort of server that's hosting the video. You mm-hmm. got to receive the stream. And then you got to output the stream and transmit it. That's how all these services work. Right? So like YouTube, you're uploading your stream to YouTube and then it's spitting it back out to everybody and, while it converts it in real time to a format that could show up on a phone that may not support the bandwidth uh, of the video being live streamed mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a little bit too much, I would say. So now you're talking about moving into something where You've got a native recording format that's already web optimized, and it is straight peer to peer. All right, so now we're talking about BitTorrent. All right, right. Mm-hmm. so that's one person running a note, like running a note on their their laptop or their phone, and they're they're a node. Right, and they've got content that's going to be output, and then the other person on the receiving end. Has is running a node that is transmitting and receiving at, the, at packets at the exact same time, and there is no middleman. So each one of the machines is doing the work of a central server, okay, and interpreting that data. This has applications far beyond just sexting, right? Right, because with the torrent technology, which you know Justin and the Tron boys purchased for what five hundred million dollars, right, a while back. Um, the applications of that are you can send anything. It breaks it up into these chunks. That's what torrent files are. Um, but the difference here is that your bandwidth, right, is capped by the the sender and the receiver. So if I'm uh, at a, a Hyatt in Alabama, I see, yeah. and you're in Silicon <clears throat> Valley, you know, mm-hmm. your feed is going to look a lot what you're seeing from me is going to look like crap right. what i'm seeing from you is going to look better but probably constantly be buffering so right. there's got to be that happy medium so are we talking about sending clips or are we talking about live facetiming because we're already facetiming right it's yeah Sec- i mean that already exists but if you're talking about doing it in a way to where apple doesn't get their hands on this stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it doesn't or it doesn't run through the traditional right. deal Connecting one person to another, like device to device, that's a that's a big hook, right? And I, yeah, I think that's what Loki is trying to do. With you ever heard of a Telegram app, Telegram app? I have those okay. guys also. They're uh, able to you're able to lock it and have a conversation with somebody. Apparently, it's yeah, it's private. It, it's, and encrypted it's encrypted. And yeah. It's all that good stuff. But it's it, I think they still are also they're also using a centralized server as a go between. Mm. Um. So that's that is a big one. I mean, it's not like the hardware that we're it's not like bandwidth isn't capable in most cases of handling that. Also, mm-hmm. most 
for just a single stream of encoding and decoding, I would feel like we would be you would be able to accomplish that with a mobile phone or a standard laptop. So now it's just a matter of creating that one on one connection. Right. Without going through but you're still going through your ISP or your internet service provider. You're just knocking the middleman out who's you know, the Apple servers and your right. your iTunes right. account, whatever's running through iOS. Um, all those tracking mechanisms. So yeah, I I think if we were gonna build something like that, um, the easiest way to start would be with the most fundamental thing that we used to use: transmitters and receivers. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. remember walkie-talkies. Of course. Okay. You're transmitting. Right. You're receiving. And that's what's going on, right? So if you focus just on that, then you don't have to deal with transmission and reception all at the same time. And you're talking about sexting. Right. Right? That's your base point. It's one action taken. Right. All all of the effort to encode, send, receive, decode goes into one action before the next action can take place. Right. Right? So you're talking about, like, basically advanced multimedia messaging. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so how do we take that to the next level for sexting? I mean, I feel like the site that I stumbled upon is kind of that, but I mean, I mean that's designed actually for pay. I'm looking for like a more of an a leisurely app that works for, you know, the people who are if really into that. Okay, so if you want <laughs> options on how to create the best next version of anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to first start by recognizing what problem it is that you're trying to solve. So what problem is right. it? What's the problem that you you feel is necessary to solve with? Like, what is it in the in the world of sexting? You want to capitalize and exploit right. this open world of of sexuality? That's you know. I guess I'm trying to, and I can't be the one because I'm not around it. I don't have kids. I you know, none of those things. But I guess I'm trying to figure out how to. What's the next platform for these kids that are growing up with nothing but their nothing but tech and every like all nighter phone call with the new girlfriend is being is FaceTime, you know, and that was, that's new to that age group as far as like what it was like for us back then and what it's like for them now using these things. What is the next thing they're going to need based off of their age group, the way things grow? You know what I mean? Like you're in high school, you are on your FaceTime with your girlfriend all night long. And how, how does that male or female at that age grow as a, in, in, into college, you know, what's the next thing? If they're, they're doing these things now, we didn't do them, but, and they are probably sending a lot of naked pictures. It. They're probably doing these things. I've got it. Okay. I've got it. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. You want to take it to the next level? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the hardest part about sexting? As somebody who's obviously never sexted. Right. Like, I'm not. I don't know. I I don't have an experience. I I, I was always kind of like, eh, I don't really well, know. Well, the easiest way to it. figure out the biggest problem with sexting mm-hmm. is to to figure out the biggest problem with selfies. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you can't see what it is that you're taking. Have you ever tried to take a selfie with the backside right. of your camera without the right without the screen facing you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. I'm off left or right. <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. Right. When you're sexting. Right. You're trying to get a good shot of your crotch mm-hmm. or your bum or whatever it is. So instead, of, you could either stand in a mirror, which is t- 
totally tacky as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you try to do it where you can't really see the arm or then you're taking your own yeah, picture. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you could try using a selfie stick, pull it back enough to where you could actually catch a glimpse or whatever, but most guys want the money shot. You know what I mean? Most mm-hmm, most chicks mm-hmm. chicks love balls. You know what I mean? They really want to get a shot. <laughs> that the closer, is debatable. The closer you are to the taint in a pair of saggy nuts, the better the better that dick pic is going to come out. Yeah. She wants the glory. Yeah. Right? Hint of shaft and balls in full view. How do you capture that kind of magic? Right. Right? And you're not going to do it with, I mean, now once again. selfie and You can use sticking. the back side of your camera, mm-hmm. right, the back camera, and be looking down. That's an awfully weird angle, right? It's basically mm-hmm, like looking mm-hmm. at your camera sitting sideways on the table. It's that thin, you just see the thin veneer and you, you have to angle it a little bit. So then it maybe it may, makes your thighs look a little chubbier than they should be. Right. Or your gut because it's at an angle, right? And perception's everything. That's why these these tweens and, or teenagers or whatever are, right. are taking a thousand photos to get Before that one perfect pouty lip duck face sweet right, right. Instagram filtered joy. What I think is, if you can create a mini wireless camera that can connect via Bluetooth, right? So think of like a GoPro, but smaller. Okay. Like it's just a tiny little camera Mm -hmm. that connects to your camera via direct Wi-Fi or via whatever. And it works up to, you know, 300 feet if you want. Then you could have your phone, put the camera wherever you want, it and could snapshots it could work with un- your hand. It could work mm. underwater. Mm. It could work anywhere and everywhere. GoPro has the ability to stream to your camera what it's recording. But this tiny little camera, the idea is that it's super cheap. All it is is a camera and a transmitter, mm-hmm. and it just transmits the image. Mm-hmm. All back. the functionality is in the app on your phone, basically. Yep. So it's just streaming that content directly to your phone your phone's doing all of the recording mm-hmm. now you've got full access mm-hmm. it could be something that you slide that you put a ring on and slide on your finger right 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 so sure. now your finger's just like wherever you point put your, it on put, a toy wherever you're pointing your finger that's what's cooking right. that's what's on that's that's what's being choked all right so let's take let's take this i like it i like where your head's at let's take that and let, what if it you create okay so you've got the camera and and you've got an app what if it's kind of a what if the app is kind of a game, right? Where you pull it up, you 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 sign on, you start to do your sexting. You have your your the person you have sex with signs onto the app at the same time, and then you have something. It asks you questions. What do you want to see? Do you want to see this? Or you roll some sort of dice, or you do this, and it says, "Hey, he has to do this, or she has to do this, or this says this." I don't know. I'm just reaching, trying to make it kind of fun, interesting, and it also be like Snapchat, where you would do it, and whatever you would do would probably end up being deleted. So you're talking like a <clears throat> truth or dare kind of something like that that kind of helps the timid, the timid sexter come and say, "Hey, we'll come in here, and this will kind of guide us through it." So you could call it like X apps, right? And you have little add-ons <clears throat> that you can add to the exactly. app, exactly, like or pay pay for if you wanted to do this or that. But it also is kind of a guide. Yeah, it helps I think you. throwing the money into the mix makes uh, it a little cheap, cheapy cheap. You're well, assuming that people would use this app, have kind of a trusted relationship with the other person, right? Exactly. Right. So right. It's not like a roulette thing. I wouldn't have... pay my wife to send me <laughs> photos of her, of her nooch. Right. So I think there's something there. Not, I mean, not for us. It's not our. That's not our our world. But well, I'm just talking about multi-applicational use. Because if you take this out of the sexting world, if you do have this little mini, camera. mini kind of camera, imagine like. It's essentially like having a, a spy camera, right? Whatever that, you want. That has a one-way direct 
thing to your phone. Now, mm-hmm. imagine being able to put that it's and it's waterproof and it's three three hundred meters or whatever in terms of however far your Wi-Fi signal is. Imagine being able to put it on a snorkel and go into Hawaii and right and using it there um, without having to take your phone off of the boat or put it into one of those cheesy plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Now imagine being able to you know use it as like a a nanny cam right right for a tablet that just sits in your house all the time and it just wants to record on motion okay there's a million and one which up- they do that i mean they have the cameras at home that you could have your phone at work i'm like, talking oh, about a camera that costs like 25 bucks literally just an extension of the camera on your phone exactly but it's it's portable and it's the size of let's call it um a quarter right Okay. But it's thick. It's thicker. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. it's basically the size of maybe five or six quarters that are stacked, right? And that's the size of it. And you can put it anywhere. It goes has has distance. Is waterproof. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. shockproof. Is all these things, and it's super cheap. I mean, you could literally put it. You know. I mean, the camera technology has been going over. I mean, between the doorbell ringing and all these camera devices that are out there that are for animals that you can kind of chime in and talk to your dog. I mean, I don't know one like this, and I think it could definitely be a part of the space for sure. I like what you're talking about. Well, it just makes sense to me. I mean, aside from like all of the misuses for something like that mm-hmm. where you've got like the janitor who's, you know, right. setting it up in the ladies' restroom. Right. Something like that. <clears throat> uh, you, you know – Obviously, there's people who are going to be misusing this sure. stuff. I They're already misusing the tech that's out there now, right? I would probably put it in the song girls' locker room over at USC. That would be my thing. Right. Want to know what's going on over there? Just, apparently, they've been stealing. I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think the applications for something like this is um, definitely like it's it's small. Like you could put it on your drums. Yeah. You could put it on your drumstick. Right. And it would just, it would get the whole thing. That'd be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's something small that you can beat up that's, you could use, as I said, for sexting, for for shooting your own homemade, right? Your own homemade stuff. Right. Uh, for, for anything and everything. You, you could even use it. Um, if you've got a, a a busted ass ride and you don't have a backup rear view camera, but okay, it's still have to be, you still have to see. Well, if I drive saying. a nineteen eighty nine Honda Accord, <laughs> I obviously don't have, you know, right. I'm using my phone for everything, and I obviously don't have rear backup cameras. Right, so you're driving. You've got the camera. No, my ca- yeah, my like camera's this. right here. I got, uh, on your, yeah, yeah okay. on my dashboard, right. and I said put just put one of those cameras out there on, on the back of my thing, and now Bing Bang Boom. I got myself a backup camera. Boom. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Are you? And then even re- even cooler than that is that you could take two of them. You could have multiple feeds and wear them, like, on top of your glasses. Yeah. And, and you, you could shoot stereoscopic VR. So, now it's like you got a real-world VR experience for 50 bucks. Yeah, just move your mouse around and you can see where I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Oh, I wouldn't even do that. You just have yeah. your 180 degree field of view, but it'd be in three dimensions. So it'd be stereo. It'd be a 3D app for VR. So you oh, literally wow. okay. see the depth of field that I'm okay. seeing. Okay. Right. So everything would be in 3D. Okay. That'd, now we're talking. That would be it. I like when we start talking even future, future. That's nice. You like that? I do. Is that, is that something that makes you sleep easier at night? I do. We got to do it. 
All right, there we go. All right. Stain on my shirt, mom's spaghetti. I pick her up and I'm pretty sure that she let me motorboat like. I try to cop a beal once we get to school. She said, No touching, that's the rule. Principal walks up on the scene. It's time to announce prom king and queen, your favorite Martian and take old biddies. Congratulations to you both on winning. Time slowed down and she jumped for joy. Then out of her dress jumped something more. Tissues flew and rain from the sky. Oh my god, you stuffed your shirt. Your favorite Martian in a world of hurt. Oh, fake old biddies. Wow. Fake old biddies. You're breaking my heart with. Fake old crushing my dreams with. Fake old biddies. I can't believe it. Fake old biddies. You really suck. Fake old biddies. I can't believe you would do that. Fake old biddies. Why would you do that when you're just trying to get everyone's attention? Those aren't boobs. They're lies. Lies, I tell you. But, you know, it, uh, I'm still down to make out if you... <laughs>